Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. A lot going on around the world of the NBA that we're going to dive into. Five games last night, plus some news. By the way, I'm Trevor Lane. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. With me, as always, is Keith Smith. You can find him at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I want to kick things off just by clearing everything up. There's been a lot of questions about this. Uh, I just kind of want to clear the air here. Um, I am very excited for the Marvel movie that is coming out on Friday, but I know a lot of my teammates are not big fans of the Eternals, so I hope it's <laughs> I hope it's really clear where I stand on that. Oh goodness, I yeah, I mean, say what you want to say, right? <laughs> with, with this, uh, yo, let, let, I'm I'm gonna keep it positive and upbeat uh, with this. So your teammate on this show is very excited, yes, uh, for for the Marvel movie, and I already have my tickets, so I'm going uh, uh, Friday morning. I can't wait. I am uh, super excited. I, I uh, anybody who knows me through Twitter or the show here knows I'm pretty much a Marvel stan. I'm gonna support just about mm-hmm. anything that they they put out, and and I know the Eternals is not maybe getting the best uh, buzz out there, but I'm still excited, and I and I feel like it might be one of those when we look back on it, it will have advanced the story. Uh, you know, in a way that was necessary. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely want to go and, and check that out and see it. I just think it's funny everything that's going on this this morning with <laughs> all this this Aaron Rodgers situation. My goodness. Thankfully, what... in a sport we do not. Thankfully, cover. yes. This would be like <laughs> it feels like Aaron Rodgers is Kyrie in this situation. Like I could see Kyrie doing something like that, right? Yeah. yeah it, it just feels like yeah, a, like just... a Kyrie type thing. Be clear about what you want to say. It should not be up to people to have to interpret no. the things you're saying. I just, yeah. Um, whatever. I said my piece on Twitter if anybody cares to to see that. Again, so, at Keith yeah. Smith NBA. Um, all right, let's get into some of the news. Uh, right before we came on here today, Keith, you had a little bit of unfortunate COVID-related news that, that you picked up on. Yeah, uh, so the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, announced that Laurie Markkinen has uh, uh, entered the health and safety protocols. We don't know uh, with Kevin mm-hmm. Love in the protocols. Well, we covered this uh, more extensively, Kevin Love, Tobias Harris, and Chris Middleton on our show last night. Um, we, we taped late yesterday, so if you missed that show, yes, please. Uh, go back and check that show out. It was all news. We did very little game uh, wrap-up on that show. It was all news-related stuff. But we don't know if Markinen was he a close contact with Kevin Love, uh, and that can be a shorter stay in there, or was this is this going to uh, result in the 10-day quarantine? If it does, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate because that's two key uh, rotation players out for the Cavs uh, in both Love and Markinen. And we've made all the jokes about how they they play all these big guys and all this stuff, but that's also two big guys that are out of the rotation now. In the last game when Love didn't play, they they went to Dean Wade off the bench, who's a, uh, I want to say, third-year player, maybe second-year player, uh, but he is a... A, you know, lightly used big man, a very mm-hmm. deep depth guy. Uh, they went to him for minimal minutes because they got by with Mobley, Markinen, and um, uh, Allen up front. Now you're down to Allen, Mobley, and, and Wade for, you know, Let's call it a week and a half, uh, and I'm, I'm, I haven't looked at the calf schedule, but I'm guessing in there they they probably play – Somewhere in the range of five or six games, um, and that that's yeah. that's going to be tough for them. Yeah, to get absolutely, it's not going to be easy, especially because it means a shift in play style. 
because they're, they're they can't go as big as yeah. they uh, they have been, and that's been an advantage yep. for them. I mean, that's part of how they beat the Charlotte Hornets the other night, who have a yep. weak interior defense. Yeah. They were able to just be bigger and and more physical than the the Hornets were. So, uh, yep. we'll be. And Isaac Okorozo, yes. too, who's kind of their more traditional small forward wing player. He's also out. So I don't know exactly when he's going to be back. But, but yeah, this is a, this is not good news for a Cavs team that's gotten off to a really kind of mm-hmm. fun and better than expected start. And coming off a three and two uh, road trip, which better is than you know, great for them. It's, you know, that's a road trip where they probably would have normally mm-hmm. got maybe one and four, or, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. The They've been years. a pleasant surprise up to this point. Uh, jumping into a game, I mean, does it really? Do we really just say the Bucks are good and the Pistons are bad? Like one seventeen <laughs> to eighty nine Bucks, um, still missing starters. Bucks, Bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say still missing quotes. starters, yeah. but the Pistons are really bad. I mean, Jeremy Grant kind of bounces back with twenty one points, but yeah. Cade Cunningham two for fourteen from the field, including zero for nine 0 from for deep. Nine for three. Yikes! That's that's not great. Still very early, and that's not reason to suddenly be only two guys in double figures <laughs> right. for the Pistons in the game. The worst stat of all: eight for forty-seven <laughs> from three. If you take out Jeremy Grant and Killian Hayes, who combined to go six for twelve, they were two for thirty-five. That's impressive. From three. Like that's hard to do. That's yeah. Trey Lyles was two for eight. Frank Jackson was 0 for five. Cunningham, we already said, uh, 0 for nine. Sadiq Bay, two for or zero for for four. Only two for thirteen from the field overall. Yeah, just yeah, it, it bought as bad a game as the Pistons could play, and the Bucks mm-hmm. did enough to 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 win uh, behind Giannis and uh, uh, yeah, Giannis and kind of Munchkin type lineup. So yeah, his brother's not small because he's kind of bulky but uh thanasis is starting right. at the five right now for for milwaukee um you know we'll see because there's no real clarity on um holiday or lopez we now know chris middleton's gonna yeah. be out for for 10 days so uh at least and then, then we'll see from there so um uh, yeah. let me ask you this the pistons minus jeremy grant or killian hayes Shooting from three in a three-point shooting competition against blindfolded Steph Curry. Who are you taking? Oh, that's a good question. Like I assume Steph he gets, gets lined, lined up, up and it's just muscle memory, or the Pistons, no blindfolds, just shooting. So, like last night's Pistons numbers yes. against Steph takes right. thirty-five three-pointers. Steph, is that crazy? Steph. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it probably. <laughs> I'm, now I'm caught on. That's a good question because now I'm wondering how makes ten, Probably, right? Twelve. Yeah, I mean, does he does he does he need to look at the hoop now? I don't know. Like I don't know. That's a good question. Now I want to see like a blindfolded Steph like shooting. Now I want to do it. Contest. Well, in the in the the, yeah. uh, the comments down below, let us know what you think. Blindfolded yeah. Steph Curry or the Pistons shooting the way they shot last night subtracting awesome. the two guys who actually okay. made some threes who made a few of them. Steph Curry, if you're listening, that that is a fun thing in the off season instead of the mini yes. golf. Let's, let's do, let's do Steph Curry blindfolded against uh reg- regular. Uh, people I agree. Shooting. Uh, yeah. Let's move on though. Next game, Miami heat continue to be very impressive. This was a game where it was pretty close early on. And the Mavs actually looked 
not bad. Like they were hanging in there. They were up 30 to 24 yeah. after one. And I, but still, even when the Mavs were on their run in the first quarter, it felt like the Heat were going to control the game. Like there was just there was just something about yep. Miami that just said they were going to win this thing, even though the Mavs were strong to start. And then the Heat bounced back 46 to 32 in the second quarter and then cruised from there. It's um yep. this Heat team, man, their defense is really, really good. And they just have that confidence about them where they feel like, okay, cool, we're going to flip the switch now and lock you down now that you've had a little bit of fun. Yeah, Tyler Hero. Uh, Is he the sixth man record for of the year? Uh, yeah. Right now, yeah, not even close. I don't think. I mean, he's been great. I said a record for most points off mm-hmm. the bench uh, in uh, this whatever amount of games they've played now. I want to say it's seven, maybe. Um, Is he had twenty five last night? Uh, just kind of comes in firing and does his thing. Um, looks really good. Um, I think the interesting thing with Kyle Lowry with this team is uh, this was talked about the other day. Kyle Lowry himself does not fly up and down the court. He's not not a prime Showtime Magic Johnson by any means. But what he does do is he'll take those outlet passes or those long rebounds, and he loves to hit that hit-ahead pass. He, He... you know, that goes all the way back to, you know, his early days in Toronto. Um, and that's allowing Miami, which can be a somewhat limited offensive group because Duncan Robinson's a great shooter, but it's gotta be nobody creative else is a great shooter in that opening group. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you're stealing easy offense and getting early offense out of this. So, so I think that's really good. Bam, uh, really just kind of, did his thing yep. inside in this one. Jimmy Butler, nice all-around game uh, there. And Dwayne Dedman has has done well. So Miami's depth is limited. Well, let's just sure. say say that. But the guys who are playing for them are playing really, mm-hmm. really well. The one thing I do worry about is uh, this game's not a great example because there, there was a little bit of garbage time at the end. But the minutes loads are starting to get a little higher than I'd like to see this early in the season on some of their main guys. I know, you know, guys go there, they get in that, that, you know, mm-hmm. tremendous shape in Miami and all those things, but it is a little something I'm just kind of watching. I don't want to see guys um, do that on, on the Mavs side. It, this, you know, as so often happens in, in Mavs games, it's just Luca didn't have enough help. J- Jalen Brunson was pretty good. Hardaway still continuing to struggle. Um, not really find his three point range, and he just not much else um, going for for Dallas in this one. It was uh, Luke and Brunson, and then everybody else kind of after a nice start disappeared and fell apart. Uh, Porzingis questionable right now for tonight's game against the Spurs. We'll see if yeah. he does come back. Been dealing with that lower back tightness. Um, I mean, he he helps at least somewhat for the Mavs, but it's sure. I mean, Jalen Brunson was great, but otherwise it's kind of still the Luca and then everybody else team with the Mavs. And that's that's the other thing. Like, how many times are you going to get 25 points out of Jalen Brunson and you still lost by 15? Like, there's yeah. a gap here between the Mavs and some of the top teams in the yep. NBA. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Uh, speaking of top teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. Utah continues just Do to cruise along. Uh, Kings challenged them, but... The Jazz did did what they do. Uh, 66 total points out of uh, Conley and Mitchell in the backcourt. Just, you know, ridiculous night for them. Rudy Gobert, 12 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks. Uh, 19 defensive rebounds. Just just basically saying, nope, here, here again, no, no second chances here. Uh, cleaning up everything. And then Hassan Whiteside. So this is kind of a 
thing now for the, the Jazz. They're getting 48 minutes of really good center yeah. play. Whiteside in, in 15 minutes behind Gobert, 12 rebounds at nine solid. points. They just on a minimum. Yeah, 12 points and in, in, yeah, in 15. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. Minimum player. Uh Boyan Bogdanovich starting to find his range again a little bit. He had 20 points in this one. There's uh the Jazz. Uh Jordan Clarkson, though, yeah. after he uh missed all his three pointers a couple days ago and said, gotta start a new streak. Oh for eleven oh. from three. He is so, starting uh, a new streak. He's I'm yeah. not making threes. Yeah, not, not a positive one, uh, at least. On the Kings side, um, starting to get a little bit nervous about De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Something seems off. He's he's really struggling uh, offensively. Cannot find a shot. Um, I don't know if it's just that there's so many guards and it's just weird uh, lineup constructions or what it is uh, for him, but he he does not look that great. Devin Mitchell uh, played well on both ends. Again, uh, Donovan Mitchell had a big scoring night, but did not. He took a lot of shots, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, David Mitchell was challenging him throughout the game. But he did his thing off the bench. Harrison Barnes continues to be good, but this is one for the Kings where it's kind of as I was watching this, I watched this game this morning. Um, it was, it had the feel of, yeah, they're close. They're just not they're at not there. that level. Like, like the jazz are just that much better. And Donovan Mitchell was 14 for 30. I mean, you'll take that, that percentage yeah. wise. That's, oh, yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Um, but that's good. Good for Davian Mitchell to, you know, on a night where Donovan Mitchell took 30 shots, holding him under 50%. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of, you know, live with that and, and, Say, all right, I kind of did my best there. Here's here's maybe a little bit of a concern. You know, the Kings eight-man rotation right now that they went with against the Jazz. Like they they went for it, right? They really went for it yep. and uh and mm-hmm. still could not get it done. Um and the Jazz yep. are a good team, right? The Jazz are a good regular season team, we know. So it's not a huge knock against Sacramento, but just something to keep an eye on. How many minutes are their starters playing early? How short is that rotation? Because that could matter come February, March, that sort of thing. I was going to wait until we finish the, the next two games because they involve two other contenders. Uh-huh. But I'll just ask you this question now. Who right now, today, is your favorite in the Western Conference? Ooh, to come out of the West. Wait, to, to make it to the finals or to finish as the one seed? To, no, to, to make it to the finals. Yeah, good clarification. On a day where, where we're learning, clarifications are apparently important. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, no, yeah. Because the, the one seed, I mean, I said it before, I don't, Utah could win 70 mm. games. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Show me in the playoffs. So, yeah, get to the NBA finals. I, I still think the like Lakers have the highest ceiling if they can get everything to click. If you can just get guys around their big three to play defense at a high level, and they're definitely not there yet. And we still haven't seen what they've got yet because so many guys are out. I think they've got the highest ceiling. But that being said, like Utah is playing the highest level of basketball right now. Phoenix has a lot of potential as well, even though they've had some some tough losses. Like Utah is playing the best right now, but long term, I still think the Lakers have the highest ceiling out of anybody out there if they hit okay. it. But it's more of a question mark in terms of will they hit that? Whereas the Jazz, yeah. we know they can certainly get there. The big question is, can they get there come playoff time? Can they be that in the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of funny. You kind of did the same thing we did this morning with a group of friends I was talking with is we're like, yeah, you know, the Lakers, maybe the Jazz. Let's not forget about the Suns. 
Somebody was like, you know, if the Warriors get Clay yep. and the, the way Warriors they're playing, the what about the Warriors? Uh, and then somebody else said, you know, what if Jamal Murray mm-hmm. gets back just in enough time? And uh, and it's kind of funny. So, you know, there we are. And we we know there was no consensus. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, you know, the, this mm-hmm. team, you know, was very, you know, a whole bunch of teams thrown around, which is 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 awesome. Right. That's that makes for a more fun uh, season. Now, I, I know the Lakers portion of our fandom here probably does not appreciate <laughs> that. But uh, speaking of the Phoenix yes. Suns. Uh, they they took down the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, one twelve to one hundred. Uh, Suns they did it by locking in defensively, mm-hmm. held the Pelicans under forty percent uh, shooting overall, four seventeen turnovers. Suns shot fi- over fifty percent in the game. That was offset by seventeen turnovers to some extent, and um, did not shoot it all that great from three, but really dominated the interior of the uh, Pelicans defense. Uh, and that without was Aiden. and they did it without yeah. DeAndre Ayton. JaVale yeah, McGee. He was out uh, for this game. Yeah, JaVale McGee, throwback mm-hmm. game, 7 out of 10 uh, from the floor for 18 points. One, two, three, four, five, six sons in, in double figures, including Frank yeah, Kaminsky. 30 minutes. Well, 29 uh, minutes. Yeah, checks in off the bench with 17. So, uh, yeah, and Chris Paul, 18 assists, moved into third place to all time on the NBA's uh, career assist list. Should note, uh, no Brandon Ingram, no Zion Williamson. For right. New Orleans, yep. so I'm I'm almost surprised it was as close as it was even without Aiden. Yeah, with you know missing yeah. those two players in particular, that's rough for New Orleans. This game was also to me, and not to knock the Suns or knock the Pelicans or anything, but this is why I think the NBA needs to have a little bit more flexibility in terms of flexing games in and out of nationally televised slots. Yep. And I know there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of alternative yeah. options in this case in terms yeah. of like star power games or whatever, but. Is stuff like what's going on with Zion, stuff like what's going on like with Brandon Ingram being out and everything, the NBA really needs yep. to be able to capitalize on that and say, okay, yeah, maybe we're not going to highlight this game of... Yeah, and they do it. It just it tends to happen for yes. later in the year. Um, but yeah, like Jazz Kings would have been yeah. a better fit there. Um, then the last game of the night, I mean... By the way it played out pregame, we would not have thought it would have been a very good fit. But the way mm-hmm. it played out uh, would have been uh, the Lakers beat the Rockets one nineteen to one seventeen. I said pregame, my pregame yep. prediction was that the Rockets would turn it over twenty two yeah, times. It was so close, twenty four. Um, with, with that, but yeah, it was uh, you know, Russ, LeBron, mm-hmm. and AD all all kind of did did their things, and Melo continues to be consistent scoring off the bench. He uh, He's had very few poor games. So yeah. It feels like you can kind of write him in the book now for 15 points a night off the bench and feel pretty good if about If Tyler that. Hero wasn't doing what he was doing, I think Carmelo, like Carmelo Anthony's getting a little yeah. bit of buzz among Lakers fans as being, you know, maybe a candidate sure. for six man if he keeps this up all season. Yeah. I think it would take Tyler Hero dropping off and Carmelo continuing to do this. But he's been very good. Yep. He's been very good. Three of five from deep, six of nine from the field, which is nice. 15 points. Uh, you like that? Uh, the big three all go off. 27 for AD, 27 for Westbrook. Westbrook looks a lot more under control uh, in recent games, yep. keeping his turnovers down now. Was 0 for 4 from 3. I like Vogel continuing to use him as a yes. screener. Um, where he, he screens and then he rolls and then he's able to make mm-hmm. the pass off that. I think that's actually something that um, could be a whether whether he's with the lakers for the next you know three years or whatever wherever he goes i think if he continues to play that should be a part of how a team uses him because he's such a good passer um you're getting him in different spots there it's 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 very similar to how the nets used bruce brown but westbrook's clearly 
a better passer. He's better cut out uh, for those things. And it allows him to use his explosiveness yep. a little bit Absolutely. too um, on, on that. So yeah, I, I like, I, I like that. And I, it's still fun for me to see LeBron in year Do LeBron things. Oh, what do we 19 say? All right. Yep. I got it. Like it's, it's that I can still, still do this now. I would, you would hope he's not having to do it in early right. November against the Rockets, but it's still cool that he still got, got that. And, and it was funny because you could almost see on the faces of some of the Rockets guys were really like, yeah. damn, like he's still do, doing this. So, yeah, it's uh, that, that this was is one of those games where the Lakers early were scoring with ease. And they just kind of went, oh, we don't really need to play defense because we're scoring every time down. And yeah. then the Rockets started getting all this confidence and they were hitting admittedly some tough <laughs> shots. And you yep. can see it. The Rockets were thinking, this could be it. This could be this could be the game that we're going to win, right? I mean, they they are one in six right now on this season. They only get a chance what, once or twice every 10 games or so to, to get a win. And you could see where they were going, mm -hmm. let's give this everything we got. And then LeBron yeah. went, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut that down. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I decided I'm gonna go do this tonight. Um Keith, did you see free throw gate? No. Okay, so I gotta tell you, I'm no. I'm excited I get to tell you about this then. Okay, okay. so I know I don't know what you're So here's about. what happened. So in the fourth quarter, uh you had Kent Bazemore. He gets a foul on the on the side, and it's uh the referees say, okay, they're in the bonus. Kent Bazemore goes, knocks down two free throws. A few minutes later. The referees come back during a timeout and they say, uh, we've got a an error that can be corrected. We messed up. The Rockets only had four fouls on them, not five. The Lakers were, were not in the bonus at that point. And so we're going to take two points off of the Lakers score. Mm. And this turned it into a much closer game, like it like late sure. in the fourth quarter. Um, I think I made it, I think I made it a three-point game. And so the Lakers went berserk. They were not happy. Frank Vogel already had one technical, and he's going crazy, and the refs are like settling him down and everything. And they ultimately took two points away from the Lakers, said it was an error that he got those free throws, but the Lakers lost possession of the ball on that as well. They didn't get a scoring error. They lost a possession in a very, very close game. Because it had already, the game had, the already, game had already moved on. Moved on. So, so they didn't gotcha. like go back okay. to that point and restart. Yeah. And, uh, and so then, you know, the Lakers wind up winning by two, but the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. had a shot at the buzzer to win it and, yeah. uh, and he missed it. Like had that gone in, obviously it would have been huh. even different, even a bigger deal, but Frank Vogel talked about it post game. LeBron and Anthony Davis talked about it post game. They all talked about how that has to get changed. You can't do that. You can't, it's fine yeah. if you want to correct an error, but you can't go back and then remove a possession because that robbed them of a scoring opportunity if the referees had called it right it would have been sideline really out of bounds so it was interesting it was the first time i had seen something like that happen where the refs retroactively went back and removed uh two free throws but then they couldn't yeah. fix the possession situation yeah and i get it right because you're not gonna be like all right let's pretend the next two minutes didn't right. get played and we'll go back and restart the game like that's not gonna happen yeah that's really interesting i don't know if you saw it was in the Celtics Wizards game, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. They uh, they played like nine minutes of real mm -hmm. time with the score wrong. Oh, and everybody was like calling it out all over the place, and it was Boston had got given two points that who knows where they came from, uh, and it was just the whole time 
they had two two points um, on the board that were not there. I guess it was this past weekend. It's all starting to run together already. <laughs> two weeks um, but which is not no. a great sign early in November. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they played like nine minutes of like real time. I want to say it was like five minutes of game time before it finally got corrected. It was just. It was a basket. It wasn't like a basket that was waved off later because of the shot clock, which we've seen that a million times or anything. It was just somehow a basket got put in there. And before anybody says anything, the game was in Washington, so it wasn't a Celtics-related right. thing. Uh, no, no, no home cooking there with that one. But, yeah, that's interesting. On the Rockets side in this one, I've been saying I wanted to see more of uh, Shingun and mm-hmm. Wood together, started together. Thought it yeah. looked okay. I, I thought 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 they did did all right with, with that grouping. Um, I you know it's uh, let, let's keep let's stick with it. Let, let's see it a little bit more. Christian Wood, you know, monster game for him. Um, when I was the parts I was watching, uh, that was where the Lakers going to the small lineup worked against mm-hmm. them a little bit because they just didn't have a real good answer for for Wood. Um, you know, with, with that one, I thought Jalen Green got back on track. Your 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 guy there. Yep. Uh, oh, he, he was hitting better. some shots, some uh, some tough shots. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Not not a great shooting night, but again, kind of a solid mm-hmm. all around game with eight assists, five rebounds for him. And Jay Sean Tate, uh, just hustle baskets. It's there's not a lot of way he he got he took advantage of. Sometimes I felt like um, AD was coming over to help yeah. on Wood. Uh, because Wood was kind of doing his thing, and then that left the weak side open. That's probably the single biggest thing I worry about with the Lakers. I think they can defend point of attack fine in the small lineups. AD's good enough to protect the rim, but if he's out there going after a shot block, and I'm not saying he's chasing blocks, but he's going at like a legitimate play, they've got to have the the guys got to drop in to take care of the rebounding they're a little bit better because the, the Rockets did get 11 offensive rebounds in this game. And that's, that's against a better team that probably hurts you. A yeah. Little Frank bit. Bogle talked about that a little bit post game too, saying that's part of, you know, the, the improvements that they need to make in terms of, you know, figuring yeah. out, out all, uh, all that kind of stuff. And that's where Westbrook's not going to the glass the same way he has a lot in his career. And I don't know if that's, We've got Davis. We've got LeBron. I don't need to like. I don't know what the the thought process is there behind that. But like Bradley and Baysmore, they're not good rebounding wings. Never have been, uh, really. So you just you know it, it's got to be the other guy's got to help out a little bit more. Because yeah, LeBron only had four rebounds. I was gonna say I don't rem- remember no. him grabbing very many. That's just something I think. Think I'm not saying you change. Too much is just going to be a fo- focal point going forward. You got. I mean, Westbrook out. wasn't Westbrook nine boards, five offensive. So it wasn't. But I mean, it wasn't terrible from Westbrook from a, a rebounding perspective. But in general, over the course of the mm-hmm. season, yeah, he's not putting up the you know like thirteen rebound games like we were yeah, like exactly. we've been seeing yep. um, in the past. Um, that being said, I guess we can uh, can wrap things up. You know, I did see a question after our last show. Which, by the way, again, we did that show late last night. So if you didn't get a chance to catch it, a lot of new stuff in there, make sure you go check it out. But Keith, I had people asking because I had, it was right before the game, right? Right before the Lakers game. So I had on a Lakers shirt. I was using my Lakers background, (laughs) all that kind of, because I didn't have time to switch everything out before the Lakers game started. But I had people asking, how are you and I friends when you're a Celtics fan and I'm (laughs) a Lakers fan? They just assume that naturally we should want to kill each other all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, and we we probably should. It's, it, there's a reason we don't live together and record this show together. It's because uh, we don't really like each other. We instantly That's shut right. this off and go. No, it um, it goes back to it was kind of uh, I I think the first we got linked up because we were both doing stuff through a through through a third uh-huh. party that we were both working with. And if I remember correctly, it was the summer when the Lakers were were gonna be signing yep. LeBron. Um, I had made a handful of appearances at the end of the season and then in the summertime leading up to um, on the Lakers Nation show, kind of talking about this is what the salary cap, this is how it needs to work, this is you know what they would need to do. Because there was just there was it was one of the first times the Lakers had had cap space in a very long time. It was LeBron, it was how do they clear the space? And and that was um I think that was like the first time you and I then started right. talking cap stuff. Then we hung out at summer league a couple times, I, I want to say. And then from there we, we came together to do the show and we it took a little while to find footing and get to where we wanted to be and in a regular place. It helps now that neither one of us is holding down a uh, separate yes. full-time yep. job from this because <laughs> that was, um that was also hard. Also when you were on, uh, west coast and pacific time i was on that east makes coast it time. Wonderful. it was like hey here's 20 seconds each day when we could possibly <laughs> right. record something because it just was so hard but yeah it's uh yeah i mean and it's it was funny i appreciated somebody sent somebody put it in the comments and i actually got an email on it and i and i'm assuming you didn't get any my emails on uh-huh. twitter which is how people find it my basketball email and they emailed and they, they said what i appreciate most is your excitement and joy for the game that the two of you have and that you're just very genuine. You, you seem to have fun mm-hmm. with it. You don't seem to, to go even when you disagree, it doesn't have to be, let me one up you with hot takes and that. And, and you're not going to get that. That's not us. No. You know, we're, we, you know, I think, think we, we do have a lot of fun with this. So yeah, it's a, that, I appreciate that people are noticing. Yeah, That's absolutely. Nice. And I think that it's, it's personality wise. We are both much more even keeled and we're both not really fans of the hot take screaming, whoever yells louder wins <laughs> yeah. that type of, thing because personally i think that takes away from genuine analysis i don't think you need to you need to go to that that level and so people are are like surprised that we can do this show even though we're fans of opposing teams (laughs) or or whatever but we we don't take that kind of stuff personally or anything like keith is always gonna gonna support the celtics i'm always going to support the lakers and i think it's okay to admit like hey the celtics have done some good things right and and keith can say that the lakers have done some good things as well like that's perfectly fine but for whatever for whatever reason Celtics have not done okay well recently okay. right recently but <laughs> but in general right so it's yeah. it's the kind of thing where right now even across society we see people that are just pushed in into extremes and and if you're not on this side then I'm completely against you and you're my enemy and all this kind of stuff like everything is so polarizing um on, on a number of ways and we even see it with games. You know, if the, if a team wins, they're the best ever. And if they lose, it's the worst thing ever. And we just, that's just not how you and I think. And so that's what really people ask, how can you be a Lakers fan and a Celtics fan and do a show? It's because of that, because we tend to look at things on a more even keel and we're just able to, to coexist that way. Yeah, I know. Uh, to be fair, if it's uh, the NBA uh-huh. Finals and we get our dream and they play against each other, it's probably going to be oh, a yeah. war. Yeah. And we, you know, I th- I'd like to believe we could get through t- the the two times they will play in the uh-huh. regular season and keep it relatively civil. I, I am sure, but uh, but yeah, as long as Rondo isn't tossing in garbage game winners <laughs> in, the, in Boston, then, then that was man. That one was it. It would have it just wouldn't have hurt as much if it was right. LeBron. 
you know, but if it's Rondo or, or uh, Avery Bradley throwing in a game winner like that, like that's just like why? Like you can, you're not supposed to do that. Come on, guys. Like you know, be be our buddies. See, here, there's because so. a... it never goes the other way. There's never you know. I mean, I guess if Dennis Schroeder did it, but it's not, Lakers fans don't even like no. him. So it's like you know, Celtics fans still like Rondo and AB. Those are still our guys. So like you know, you you don't need to stomp on our hearts. There's that a way. picture, and I've got it on my Instagram from that game where <clears throat> so Rondo hits that shot at the buzzer, and everybody is going crazy. Right, everybody in the stands is going crazy. Like, there's a still image that I put up there, and everybody you can see the Lakers team celebrating in the foreground. In the background, everybody in the stands has some just amazed reaction on their face. They can't believe it. Their hands are on their heads like this, like that type of thing. Sitting <laughs> in the middle of them, emotionless, is Bill Belichick. Has yeah, he's, he's just right. sitting there with the same <laughs> look on his on his, yep. on his face as you always see, yeah, and I'm like, that is up. that is that just encapsulates it perfectly. Everybody going crazy around him, and he's just still sitting there, <laughs> same it. same expression. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I appreciate. Hey, I do appreciate too. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. We but who did already watch last night's show. We went way off the rails yep. at the end, uh, talking about broadcast. I think I started it, but you, 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 you were happy. Oh yeah, I perpetuated it. Trail, um, and then we, uh, yeah, but we had a lot of fun with it. And I think people, you know, I, I appreciated people sharing, chiming into mm-hmm. the comments already and sharing their own memories and thoughts. That's it's pretty cool. That's that's kind of the idea why we, I think, we got so caught up in it is because we have very specific memories about about those broadcasters. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, Uh-oh. Twitter just went off. Oh, New York Post story on New York City mayor-elect Eric Adams planning to revisit the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandates upon taking office on January 1st. Uh, Net star Kyrie Irving remains unvaccinated in sideline because of his decision to not fulfill the mandate. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe Kyrie. Maybe a a Kyrie comeback. Um, That'll be interesting. Interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that going the opposite way, there is some news that Boston's new mayor elect uh, would like to put in uh, uh, things like what New York and San Francisco have in place, which we it's not entirely clear on a couple of Celtics players, whether they're vaccinated or not. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll, but when we know, we know and we'll, we'll share when mm. we can. Well, I guess it'll be something to keep an eye on moving forward here. But I can't wait till Woj bombs our trades again and not health. Yes. Safety. Yeah. Wouldn't Nonsense. that be great? Please. That, for the love. Yes. Soon. Let's, let's get back to that Woj. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel right here. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. Notifications. If you're listening to the podcast version of this on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever, make sure you do follow us there as well. Till next time. Stay safe and see ya.